Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Is your business to know about the law and how it's affecting every aspect of your life? Is your business to know about what's happening that's really important in the media front, particularly as it relates to the law? And so that's why I'm really excited about uh, John O'Connor joining our uh, media team here. Uh, he'll be doing uh, reoccurring commentaries on business, the law, the political front, and the media. And we're delighted to have him join us. Uh, he's distinguished in uh, the legal profession. Uh, he is an experienced trial lawyer practicing law in San Francisco since the early 70s. And he has tried cases in state and federal courts throughout the country. He served as an assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California, representing the United States in both criminal and civil cases. But he may be best known for his work as the attorney of Mark Felt, whom most of you know as Deep Throat in the uh, Watergate uh, situation. And uh, he became very familiar with the role of the Washington Post in Watergate in his representation of Mark Felt. And so uh, he brings a lot of experience. He also wrote briefs regarding uh, Patty Hearst, the United States versus Patty Hearst, and really had himself involved in some of the biggest lawsuits of the uh, 20th century, representing the uh, federal government uh, in the vast majority of those cases. So we're delighted to have him. He's going to be bringing his interesting insights uh, every other week here on the Price of Business show. You can learn more about him and his work at postgatebook.com. That's postgatebook.com. And that's the name of uh, the, the book that uh, he talks about most often. It relates to media, Postgate. And again, that's postgatebook.com. All right, with that, John O'Connor. Thanks, Kevin. The Price of Business has asked me to comment on the legal significance of the presidential papers seized in the recent Mar-a-Lago search of President Trump's residence. While the media has been concentrating on comparing Trump's treatment of classified documents with ex-President Obama's, this discussion simply condones the pretextual nature of the FBI's Mar-a-Lago raid. But if we address what is the true object of this raid, unclassified documents, rational analysis reveals the hypocritical dishonesty of the recent overbroad search, really a theft in broad daylight of Trump's rights of access to these documents. Let us explain. Before leaving office, Trump transferred around 650,000 pages of presidential papers to Mar-a-Lago. We now know that, all told, among them were approximately 900 pages of classified documents, an insignificant amount, almost a rounding error. And by the way, it is appropriate in all presidential papers to have both classified and unclassified documents. By contrast, among Obama's presidential papers were millions of classified documents. He transferred around 30 million pages of unclassified documents, as he so deemed, and transferred them to an abandoned furniture store warehouse in suburban Chicago, rented at government expense at about $2 million per year. By the government renting this space, the archives could claim that it had legal custody of these documents. 
Now back to Trump. As of May 2022, Trump had returned 800 classified documents, thinking those were all remaining, whereas in fact they had missed about 100 pages or so, or 11 sets of multi-page documents, scattered among 360,000 pages of those boxes still remaining after the first transfer. Was all the hoopla, including a military-style 30-agent invasion, about these straggling 11 documents? Of course not as any fair-minded person would immediately reason. This was a mere pretext. So what was the true goal of the invasion? It was not about 900 or 100 pages of likely stale and staid recitations of the obvious, as are most classified documents years after their creation. Rather, and this is the key fact, the Biden administration now has 650,000 unclassified documents, which it has no right to possess under the Presidential Records Act, or PRA. To highlight his unjust treatment, Trump has claimed that the favorite ex-President Obama, quote, kept, unquote, 30 million unclassified documents. To be sure, Trump backed off his prior claim that Obama had kept classified documents. But, certain to leave no statement of Trump unsmeared, Maggie Astor of the New York Times was quick to affirm that the archives, quote, assumed exclusive legal and physical custody of Obama's presidential papers, unquote, with, quote, unclassified records maintained exclusively by the archives. Who is correct, Trump or the New York Times and archives? Surprisingly, Trump is correct, and the New York Times and archives are, at least as common sense citizens understand the word, quote, keep, unquote, or, quote, in possession, or, quote, exclusive physical custody, unquote, they are lying. In short, the Obama Foundation has unfettered possession and control over 30 million unclassified documents in a Chicago warehouse and has such control over five years. There is no evidence that the archives has ever touched one of these documents in that warehouse. Since Obama left office, there is plentiful evidence of Obama possession of these documents. So how can the Times and the Biden-controlled archives pass the red face test given these undisputed facts? They are playing games of sophistry and semantics, but unfortunately for them, not very well. By way of analogy, an ex-husband might have underlying legal custody of his child, but his ex-wife could have 100% physical custody. The husband would be correct if he claimed he had legal custody, but dishonest if he claimed he had, quote, possession, unquote, of his children, or quote, physical, unquote, custody, or, quote, exclusive, unquote, custody. These claims would be lies. By that same reasoning, so are the transparently false claims of the Times and Biden's archives. To the PRA, the government, quote, owns, unquote, the presidential papers, but gives the ex-president a minimum of five years of access so exclusive that the sitting president cannot access these documents except for some specific established need. But Biden is seeing Trump papers as we speak, to which he has no right under the PRA. Well before ex-President Obama left office, he arranged for the GSA, directed by the archives, to lease 74,000 square feet of an abandoned suburban furniture store for a total of $11.3 million over six years. Obviously, by selecting a Chicago-area warehouse, the archives was accommodating the Obama Foundation, which had decided on the Southside Chicago location for the Obama Library. This accommodation was not inappropriate. Why? Because the PRA gives the ex-president a minimum five years of exclusive access to his presidential papers. If the archives had put 
the warehouse in D.C., this location would be highly inconvenient for the presidential library and for the right of the ex-president to have access to the documents. And while the archives, quote, approved, unquote, the warehouse as a temporary facility for the use of ex-President Obama, it admittedly was not a facility approved by the archives for ultimate archival storage. And consistent with the PRA, the Obama Foundation, which wished to digitize 30 million pages of unclassified documents, was given complete control over the materials, with the understanding that eventually the archives would gain possession of these documents and store them in accordance with this professional archival storage standards. Oh yes, and the Obama Foundation was ceded complete control over the digitization contract and its implementation. But the scenario we accurately describe here gives a lie to the contentions by the Biden-controlled archives in the New York Times. Contrary to their public statements, they do not, underline not, have, quote, possession, unquote, or, quote, exclusive, unquote, control, or, quote, physical, unquote, custody. The Obama Foundation does. To be sure, the archives can correctly say the government, quote, owns, unquote, these papers, so decreed by the PRA, and that, like the ex-husband without physical custody of the children, it has legal custody of the documents, hoping in the future to have actual possession after the five-year period of exclusive control lapses. So what is the upshot of this story? This raid was not about classified documents. It was about Biden gaining access to 650,000 pages of unclassified documents as to which it had no need and to which it had no rights of access under the PRA, which forbids even the president to have access to an ex-president's documents without established need. And there's no established need for Biden to look at unclassified documents. So what can we conclude? First, there was no need for a military-style search warrant for a few classified documents. They could have been obtained either by further discussion or a simple motion to enforce subpoena. Secondly, there was no need whatsoever to seize unclassified documents the lion's share of the search warrants take. Thirdly, it does not appear that the archives, directed by the liaison in the Biden White House, has made any arrangements to provide reasonable access to Trump to those papers that the Biden administration has seized, as required by the PRA. Fourth, under the PRA, Biden cannot access unclassified documents without established need, but he has not shown established need and still looks at them. Fifth, the Biden administration's archives, aided and abetted by the New York Times, is lying when it claims that it has exclusive physical possession of Obama's unclassified papers. At least part of Trump's unclassified documents likely were collected to show Biden corruption in Ukraine and China. But now Biden cleverly has gained access to these documents and is keeping Trump from having them as well. In short, the lack of honesty of the Times and the Biden archives is a set in stone marker of the partisan abuse of the criminal process in the Mar-a-Lago search. People lie only when they have something to hide, and the Biden administration has plenty of sins it is struggling to keep from the